0: To 39, and then I'm going to read a little bit of Hebrews 11 at the beginning. This is what it says But recall the former days when, after you were enlightened, this is verse 32 of Hebrews 10, you endured a hard struggle with suffering, sometimes being publicly expo- exposed to reproach and affliction, sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison. And you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession, underline those words, better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. If you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Verse 37, for yet a little while, and the coming one will come and not delay. Who's grateful for those words this morning? Verse Verse 38, but my righteous one shall live by faith. That's what I want to talk about this morning. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Verse 39, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith. And preserve their souls. Let's keep going. Hebrews 11 verse 1. But now faith is the assurance, the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. For by it people of old receive their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe, we've been singing about that this morning. The universe was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. I want to preach part three of our series, Sola Fide, today with this title. Come on, write it down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down. <laughs> the roadmap of faith. The roadmap of faith. Let's pray. God, we love you. We need you. Holy Spirit, we'd be lost without you living every single day without you, we can't do it. We can't do it. We need you. We look to you. We ask you to guide us, comfort us, counsel us, convict us, show us, help us. We say we're wide open today, ready for you to move, ready for you to speak, ready for you to show us something new. God, I just pray that this wouldn't be another Sunday. This wouldn't just be another thing we did But Father, this would be full of your life, full of your treasure, Father, full of your hope. And God, we thank you that your word, it always breathes life into people. It always breathes life into our souls, into our spirits. It always builds us up into who you are bringing us towards being. So God, I just thank you for that today, Lord. We believe it. We pray for it, God. We thank you for the same for our kids, for the generations, God, that are in a separate room right now, but, Lord, are receiving the same thing, receiving investment from your Word today. So, God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And we all said? Amen. Amen. We're in a series called Sola Fide, which is Latin for faith alone. Faith comes to us. It's initiated by God. God has initiated faith. And I love this series because I truly believe this is a hallmark of our faith our hallmark of our belief, our hallmark of what we as a church are all about. That it is through faith alone that we are saved. Faith plus nothing. Faith plus not even on your best day. Faith plus nothing. And outside of Jesus, there is no good, no one is good, but it's by faith alone that we are saved. Not by our works but by our faith. I want to talk about the roadmap of faith today. You know, faith has a bit of a cycle to it. You know, there's a cycle to faith. You know, faith is eternal, but there is a cycle to it. There's a process to it. There's a progression to faith. There's a progression to your faith and my faith. I like to think of it as like a roadmap. Some of you might know this. Some of you may not know this, but I was in business before I was a pastor and um, you know, I went to business school and I learned all the theories and went to the management classes and the marketing classes and the accounting classes, which were awful. Um, I went to the, you know, the, the, we did like amazing things and it was awesome to do that. I'm grateful for that season of my life. But we learned about businesses that typically a business has a roadmap, has a life cycle, has a cycle to it, has a roadmap, and most businesses will experience This roadmap will go through this pathway, this cycle. Let me tell you what a few of those things are. So most businesses, with its natural progression to their life, they have a beginning phase, which makes sense. They have a startup phase. And that's where it's just starting. Things are just getting going for the new business, the new thing. The vision is coming in. The idea, the business plan is coming together. That's the startup of the phase of the roadmap. That's the beginning. They call it the startup phase. It's where the capital comes in. The seed investment takes place. The foundation is laid. The stage is set. The business gets going, and it's forming. And then there's the establishment phase. And this is kind of interesting. That's when the business starts to see some sales come in. A bit of success starts to come in. The business starts to factor into the market that it's in now and begin to take market share. Maybe the brand is beginning to become established and become known. That's the establishment phase. And then the business typically will move on to the next stage, which is the growth phase. This is when the business starts to really grow, get traction, and see market share increase and growth come. And this is the exciting part, seeing the take up of the product or the service. Sales are often high. Profit is not too far behind. There's reinvestment in the business. Things are growing, and it's really, really, really good. That's the the growth phase. That's the growth part of the roadmap. But then there's the next phase. This was the bit that made me quite interested and I thought a lot about it was they call it the maturity or the plateau stage. So you've experienced the the, the thing coming together, sales have started to happen, the growth is beginning to happen, and then there's this moment they call the plateau moment, when things kind of flatten out, growth sort of flattens out, they call it the maturity or the plateau phase. And the challenge is different. See, in the growth phase, the challenge is, well, do we have enough stock? Can we manage all the inventory? Can we get what we promise to the customers? It's a different type of problem. In the maturity or the plateau stage, it's different. It's like, how do we keep going? How do we keep this moving forward? How do we keep interest in our product, in our thing that we are doing? it's a different type of problem. It requires new ideas, new products, new marketing, new investment, new capital. But what happens is, is then it begins to regenerate and keep going. And then it starts all over again, which is pretty awesome. And I think about faith a lot like that, that there's This cycle, this this pathway, this process that we can take, and I'm talking obviously for a business, that's a natural thing. Faith is an eternal thing. It's a supernatural thing. It's completely different. But in a lot of ways, I apply the same sort of thinking because we do get saved on day one and then 10 years in, things look a little different. Requires more of us. There are different challenges, different things we need to take into consideration. But I want to talk about the roadmap of faith this morning. Is that okay? Okay. I believe this is a roadmap for our faith, how to follow the roadmap, how to take the roadmap. You know, does anyone remember actual roadmaps? Like physical roadmaps? In Australia, they were called Gregory's. Are they called Gregory's here? No. Like you didn't go anywhere without your Gregory's. It was called Gregory's. Look it up. Google it later. There's this big, massive book. You didn't go anywhere without the roadmap, but why would you take the roadmap? Because the roadmap makes things easier. And I believe God, through his word, has given us the roadmap of faith. He's given us the ability to not have to do it all on our own, to not have to take up the challenge of, could you imagine trying to get from point A to point B now without the roadmap in your phone? No. So today I've got the roadmap of faith how do we take up the roadmap? What is the roadmap of faith? Point number one, when it comes to faith, you've got to hear it. This is the starting point. This is a beginning phase. This is a start up in motion when it comes to our faith. Faith comes by hearing it, not understanding it, not necessarily understanding it, but listen to me, friends, you've got to hear it. You've got to hear it. And it says, and hearing by the Word of God, the Word of Christ. This is why church is so powerful. This is why being here is so important or being online and being intentional about being online. If you're online, but you've got to hear the Word of God. You've got to hear it. That's point one, starting point of the roadmap. Because when you do that, when you hear it, listen to me, it gets on the inside of you. It gets on the inside of you. Look at Romans 10 and verse 16. It says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? Verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. I love Pastor Chris's message last week. Who loved Pastor Chris's message? The gift that just keeps on giving. Amazing message. I was so personally blessed by it. I love the story that he told about how he accidentally went for a run one time and just started playing the Word of God on his phone. Like, Could you imagine how weird that would be? But I loved it. It was so good. But it's about hearing it. Understanding and having a passion to realize the power of just hearing God's Word. Hear it. Can I encourage you to be bold with your desire just to hear God's Word? To even if you're maybe struggling to show up one day to something midweek or coming to church on a Sunday, just having the posture or the belief or the understanding, the revelation, just saying, if I could just get in there and hear the Word of God, I'll be better off. We've got to hear it. That's part one. We've got to hear it to get it on the inside of you. But it's all through Scripture. God says, you've got to hear my word. you got to hear it. you got to get it. Let me show you a few verses. Luke 5 and verse 1. This is Jesus' ministry. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Acts 13 and verse 44. The next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled, look at it, to hear the word of the Lord. John 6 and verse 45, it is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught... Of God, okay, how are you taught of God? Look at it, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Part one of the life cycle of faith, part one of the roadmap of your faith and my faith is we've got to hear it. Part two, you ready? Yeah. Is this, we got to believe it. Yeah. We have to believe it, so we got to hear it. And sometimes, can I just encourage you, you got to go find it. Like you've got to go find it, but you've got to hear it, but then once you've heard it, you got to believe it. just wanted to wake you up. you got to believe it. Hebrews 11 verse 1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Look at this, the conviction. Underline that, conviction of things not hoped seen. Look at verse 3. By faith, we have we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Write this down. Come on, I want you to write this thought down. Faith is an internal conviction of an external result. Faith is an internal conviction of an external result. And that result you may not have seen yet. It's an internal conviction. You gotta believe it once you hear it. This is the part that really comes down to your heart. And a decision on the inside of us to say, hey, I believe this stuff. Because once it gets on the inside of you, this is what I believe is, is, is God actually helps us believe it. The Holy Spirit helps us believe what we've heard. See, I may not have seen it come into my life yet. This is the the conviction. I may not have seen it come into my life yet, but I believe it will. Verse 6, Hebrews 11. And without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God, look at these words, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So part two of this roadmap of faith, this cycle of faith that God has given us is we have to believe it. You've got to have eyes of faith. You've got to have eyes of faith. Do you have faith for the unseen? Like for the unseen, the thing that you haven't seen, or do you sit there today like I can so easily sit there today and just have eyes of a cynic? So this is my struggle. Is the older I get, I wonder? it's amazing how much more cynical I can become. Oh, I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, I've seen this one play out before. But that's not the word of God. That's not faith. See, faith has eyes that see, that has a sight to it, has a a seeing, has a, you know, faith has a lens. And I want my lens, I want my faith lens to be on all the time when you encounter a situation that maybe looks bleak. When you're going through something like a bad report, you've heard something, a bad report, a situation, maybe a relationship that perhaps isn't great right now. Finances are a bit of a mess. Something's not coming together quite yet. Do you have the faith lens? Or do you have the fear lens? See, I don't know about you, but I just every opportunity, I just want to put my faith eyes on, my faith lens on. Let's never underestimate the power of our faith sight for our situation. The power of our faith sight. Can I just encourage you? Maybe you're in a struggle right now. Can I just encourage you, get your faith eyes on. Get your faith lens in position. Start to look through the eyes of faith. Start to look past the situation. Start to get your eyes off the smallness of the thing and the bigness of our God. And say, I need my faith lens, my faith sight in place right now. Some of you need an eye transplant. Because you've got to believe it. Do you look at it with eyes of faith or do you look at it with your own eyes? See, because when I started to believe and when I started to walk with faith, you know what happened is I got new eyes. I heard this one time and I, I just love it so much. The Bible is a mirror and binoculars. It's a mirror because when I look at it, when I read it, it tells me what I need to change. So you don't read the Bible, the Bible reads you. But then what actually happens is it begins to become a lens that you look through life with. And so you encounter a situation and what have you got? You've got the lens of faith on. You encounter a situation, maybe a relationship, maybe your children come to you with a problem. You're responding through faith. You're responding with your faith eyes on. You, well, you know what the Word of God says? Is We're victors. You know what the Word of God says? We have grace for this situation. You know what the Word of God says? The Word of God says he's going to heal me. You know what the Word of God says? We're going to get through it. This is part of your roadmap in life. But you've got to believe. I don't want to give you a little tip this morning that maybe you're in here today you're like, man, I don't know how to believe. I don't know how to get through. I don't know. Yeah, what you're saying, pastor, makes sense. But man, I'm struggling with the belief part. All you got to do is just turn around for a minute. Turn around and just look at the faithfulness of God for one second. Turn around and look at what he's done in your life. Turn around and just see the fact that he saved you. And it will put faith into your bones. It will put faith energy into your sight to be like, yes, God did it back there. If he did it back there, he's going to do it up there. I know I can walk by faith. You got to look at it with faith eyes. And if you're struggling, just look back and remember the faithfulness of God. See, that's what the people of God in the Old Testament didn't do. They found themselves in the wilderness. You know, what it, was called? it was called the wilderness of unbelief. They didn't believe. Like, could you, could you imagine being there and seeing the sea part? And then years later, the same people. Being like, oh man, what's going on now? What is, I can't believe we're here. Egypt was so much better. Like Moses, you're an idiot. Like, dude, what have you done to us? We gotta believe. We gotta remember what God has done. Okay, so number two was we gotta believe it. Number three, you ready? We've got to apply it. Hebrews 11 and verse eight. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing, look at it, where he was going. What did Abraham do? He applied it. He applied it. He applied his faith To his life. Look at what it says. It says to leave home and go. You know, young people these days apparently just don't leave home. (laughs) The word of the Lord this morning is leave home and go. (laughs) But when it comes to your faith, you got to hear it, you got to believe it, but then you got to apply it, you got to take a step. You got to step out. You got to put action to your faith. You got to do something. Sometimes we get so super spiritual with our faith. Forget about the natural. Forget about the step. We can sit there and be like, well, you know, I'm just here and like, I know God's in this situation somewhere. It's like, no, you've heard it. You got to believe it. Now you got to go do something. Get up out of that seat. Take a natural step. You know, God so often sees the partnership between the natural and the supernatural. The natural and the spiritual is always two conversations going on. So you might think, well, I'm just applying for a job today, but no, you're not. You're taking a step of faith that lines up with the Word of God that God said He would bless you and give you a career. When you take a step of faith, what happens is you partner with the spiritual. You partner with the supernatural. You take what you have heard and then believed in your heart, and you said, "God, I'm going to walk it out. Where are those jobs at? Give me those classifieds. Whatever website. I didn't haven't needed to apply for a job in a while. But you know what I'm saying? I created my own job here. Well, God did. But you got to apply it. I just want to say this because I want to be pastoral for a second. God honours your application of his word. God honours your application of his word. Don't see your endeavours as futile. Don't see your endeavours to serve God and step out in faith as empty and a waste of time. God's just as in that as he is when you're in church in a moment of worship and he spoke to you. Just because it's natural and it seems like I'm just filling out an application... God is just as much in that as he is in the spiritual. See, when it comes to the application, don't let the enemy say and lie to you things like, what are you worrying about that for? That's a waste of time. You're never going to get that opportunity. See, the enemy will come in and he'll try to sow seeds of doubt. He'll try to remind you of the past mistakes, the old things you did. All you've got to do is hold fast to your belief from what you've heard and apply what he's saying. God honors your application of his word. You know what that was for Abraham? We just read it. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him. What did he do? He left home. You know what that would have involved? Packing his bags. You know, what it would have required, it would have required sorting out some things, doing some online banking, <laughs> selling some stuff given up on some comfort and saying, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to apply what I believe you've said to me. Is this helping this morning? Is this helping you? Let's take the natural steps. Let's line it up with our supernatural word from God. You know, I think a great great example of this would be the area of finances. A lot of you know I came from the financial industry. That's my background. When it comes to finances, this is the thing is there's a lot of people that they've heard the message, they've heard the word. In some instances, they believe what the word of God says. I've met plenty of people that say, yeah, I know about tithing, I've heard about tithing and I believe that tithing works because it's, it's a way of honouring God with my life. It's a principle, it's a security of economic principle, um, principle of economic security, sorry. For our life, is absolutely, God says in Malachi 3, I will take care of you. I'll bless you. I'll bless you so much. But not only that, I'll protect you. I'll rebuke the devourer for your name's sake. So there's, there's this sense of, yeah, I believe it. But they don't apply it. You've got to put your faith into some form of action. Honor God with your finances. Honor God with whatever the area is. Honor God. Honor the word that you've heard. That you are choosing to believe and apply it. So, number three, apply it, and number four. You ready? Wait for it. We gotta hear it, we gotta believe it, we're gonna apply it. But friend, we gotta wait for it. Hebrews 6, verse 11. And we desire each of you. To show the same earnestness, to have the full assurance of hope. Look at this. Till the end. So that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, this is the part that ultimately God takes care of. Ultimately, God takes care of the outcome as we wait for the blessing. As we get ready for God to move. And maybe your season right now is a season of waiting. You're in part four of the roadmap right now. But I want you to write this down. While I wait, God works. While I wait, God works. While I wait, God is working. As you wait, God is working. God is ready to show you it's going to happen through faith. God is working. You know, and this is the part that for us as, I think, human beings, this is the bit where we struggle the most. Like each step has a different struggle. Each step step requires a certain thing from us. But this is the part where literally, listen to me, friends, we do nothing but just be faithful. We do nothing but we just keep showing up. We do nothing but we just, we've applied it and we are steadfast waiting on God. When it comes to our challenges, when it comes to our problems, this is what we do sometimes is we, we take our problem and we, we give it to God. And isn't it funny how we, we lay it at the feet of Jesus? We put it at the bottom of the cross and then we stand back and then we do this. We say, well, if you're not going to do anything with it, let me grab it back. Let me take it back. We've got to wait for it. And you might be in here today and you're like, man, I've been waiting a long time. You know, when God promised Sarah that he would do what he was going to do, it was 25 years of waiting. Sometimes we don't want to wait 25 minutes for God to do what he said he was going to do. But this is the thing we have to do is we have to wait for it. Because while we wait for it, this is what happens is God is working over here, but God is also working on me. Through the patience, that's why it says patience in here. I wanna read it to you again. It says, so that you may, may not be sluggish. You know what it's talking about? It's talking about faithful expectation while you wait. Having expectation, having that lean in. You know what? I haven't seen it with my own eyes yet, but you know what? I've heard it. I've been applying it. I believe it. You know what? I'm waiting with faithful expectation. I'm leaning in. I'm not going to grow sluggish. I'm not going to get lazy with my faith. I'm not going to allow myself to get to a place where I believe what the enemy is saying. I'm waiting for God to move. Because this is what I know. He's done it before. Who am I to get to a place now in my life and my Christian maturity where I start to doubt the faithfulness of God? Like, where does that come from? It comes from pride in here to say, God, you're not on schedule. God, what's happening with the plan? This is the God of the universe. Yeah. Holds it all in His hand. Knows the beginning from the end. He can take care of my issues. Can I just encourage you today, if you're waiting, wait with faithful expectation because God's going to move. You received that today. Come on, why don't you stand with me? Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.